All right, we are back with Crossing the Access, the biz side of video production. I am Max Kaiser, your host. I am also the founder of videopipeline.io, also known as Pipeline, the production management platform, an all-in-one platform that you can use uh, to help get your company organized and profitable. Before that, I spent 15 years in the video production business, and one of the people that absolutely shaped my experience in so many ways, including me help, including helping my company to land our first national ad with Zulily, was the man I am happy enough to have with us today, Shane Dillon of Light Press TV. Shane, say hello. Hello, and thank you for having me on, Max. Shane, thank you for thank you for everything over the years. Um, you know, you've always been someone that have been a great person to uh, spring springboard ideas off of. You've always encouraged me to aim high in my work, and you've always done the same in yours. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Light Press and and what Light Press does? Uh, so we're, uh, I guess, we call us a post production company uh, based here in Seattle. Been going now for 12 years, I believe, as Light Press. And uh, we mainly do color correction and finishing, but we also uh, scan film still and finish that and do restoration and uh, what I would call invisible effects. And who, and, uh, who, are, who are your clients? So our clients are, we've got a, a real wide range of different clients. So uh, we finish uh, several features a year. Uh, for major studios. Uh, we also work on a couple of different TV series, uh, title sequences, some which we're allowed to talk about, some we're not. Uh, we also have a lot of corporate clients, especially you know, here in Seattle with people like T-Mobile, Amazon, Microsoft, uh, all the usual lot. Um, but we try to spread our clients uh, around so we're not kind of in one area all the time. So we we work weird hours at the moment. We're coming in very early because we've got some clients uh, based on the East Coast. And uh, it's worked out well for us, really. We've been, yeah. we've been very lucky. So just so my listeners, you know, Light Press is one of those very high-end operations that you dream of doing your post work in. Uh, we were lucky enough to uh, work with them on a few of our bigger productions, and it was just a dream come true. You have the just absolute magicians uh, able to pull off anything with some of the most high-end gear that will just blow your mind in the power that these devices have. Um, and of course, the skills that people like uh, Shane and, and the others, Eric, that work with him there uh, have. Um, but I thought the other interesting thing about talking to uh, Shane, talking to a post house person would be to talk about the vantage point that you have on production companies coming through because you sort of see them in that clutch time at the end of the project um, and you see the clutch relationship between them and their clients and I just thought what an interesting thing it would be to talk to you about what it is that you see in the companies that work that don't work, that are disastrous with their clients, that are great with their clients? What is the difference maker from your point of view for these production companies that you are kind of in this interesting uh, uh, 
vantage point on. I was just kind of curious if, if, you know, I thought that would be a really good jumping off point for us to talk about. If, if you had some things that you just saw over the years that you said, when that kind of person comes in as a production company, I know they're going to be successful. Right. Well, th- things have changed a lot in um, the years that, 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 well, definitely the years that I've been doing that. I kind of flew right into this, into the you know, kind of mid nineties where, and I'm sure it's the same for production, that equipment was a lot more expensive than it is today. And so you kind of had a, I don't know what you want, a barrier to entry is what I would, I would say, because just the, the sheer cost now, you know, and, it, and there's some good things about this, you know, the cost of equipment has, has come right down. So there's a lot more, you know, players that are actually in the, the field. Um, right. You know, when yeah, I first, time. you know, when I first started that, I mean, you know, when, with the Quantel systems, there were, there were over a million bucks each. So you, you didn't get, even you know the wealthy trust fund kids, or or uh, you know just freelance people couldn't afford to buy one of those. So it was a select kind of uh, group that used that. And even with the you know cameras that, that people were shooting on, you always knew that a production company that had you know a certain camera rig and certain lenses. That if they have that, then chances are they've done some pretty big projects and know how to use them. And and to be honest, they have to know how to use that equipment in order to pay for it. I mean, if they you know, screw it up and they don't get any clients, they're going to have a huge, you know, debt hanging around their neck and they're not going to last very long. And so, you know, what I've seen here over, you know, recent years, it's, you know, whereas back in the, you know, should we say the early days, you know, you had a lot of big companies and a lot of support people supporting, you know, the main owners. That's not really the the case now. Um, you know, I've worked with some, some pretty big productions and you know just that there was there seemed to be a lot more planning than there is now and so i'm i'm really keen with what you're doing because i mean purely you know pipelines a tool for helping with with the planning uh, (laughs) stage of stuff uh and one of the thing that kind of is is difficult for us now is you know, especially with the, the pandemic, you know, a lot of people are in their kind of uh, flexi time mode, but, you know, communication always separates the, for, for, you know, the clients that we have, knowing it's going to be a good client or bad client. It's just the history, whether or not the communication was good. I mean, we used to only have the, um, let's say, you know, you pick up the telephone call or meet them in person. That was the communication. You could have that and get an answer. By, you know calling somebody now we you know we still have those options but you, you know you've got texting email you know messaging zoom teams you know slack or whatever and quite often what i find now is you know i'll have a, a, a critical question and i'll put it out there and you'll see the little dots that somebody's read it and i don't get an answer and uh it can be infuriating where you know people don't pick up the phone even and, uh, you know, I ask often, I say, hey, you know, I emailed, I texted, I called, I did everything. You know, why don't you answer? And they'll often say, well, I don't have an answer, so I don't want to answer. But it doesn't, um, you know, change the fact that there's um, there's a problem that needs to be resolved. And that's kind of, I don't know if it's just a case of, uh, you know, new generation just do things differently. Um you know, um, actually somebody, I, I, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to 
have a lot of good mentors in my time. And one, one of the guys I was talking to this week told me and said, you know, what he finds is, he goes, you, can, you, can't, uh, you can't outrun the issue, but people these days think they can jog slightly in front of the issue and pretend they have headphones on. And that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> you know, I'm just like thinking, yeah, they're ignoring me. I know they've read this. Why aren't they answering? And uh, so I, I love that fact. And, and one of the things, Max, that, you know, how you know, I always like to, to work is, you know, and, and with anything, you know, uh, it's just saying, okay, very early on, say, right, what, what's the plan? What are you exactly, you know, trying to do here? You know, and then, you know, what, right, okay, what are the rules? You know, let's, let's focus on getting your plan made, you know, to these set of rules you're going to give me. And, you know, that could be a set for us, like, you know, we're marketing this certain product, this product needs to look good, it needs to hit, you know, all these uh, demographics and, you know, hit all these, you know, points, right? And then I want to, okay, well, who's in charge of all the stages that we're going to be in? And, you know, whether it's, you know, the director or producer or even the client, you know, like, you know are we involved, you know, post or do we get to speak and communicate with the client? Because, some agencies want to keep the post house away from the client and, you know, they just want to use the, you know, the producer as the conduit between, you know, the client and the post house. But, um, you know, I always want to be efficient, you know, and the, you know, successful jobs that we do. I mean, at the end of the day, if the job looks great and it hits all the marketing points and the client feels like they've got value for money, you know, everything's great. You know, you, the, the clients, you know, the client's king and they're going to pay and everyone gets paid or whatever. But, you know, behind the scenes, Max, it's always how much did it really cost or, or how much time was wasted? Because if anybody along that whole, you know, collaboration end up doing 10 times the amount of hours that they agreed to do and then get paid for it, there's going to be a bad taste in their mouth and they're probably not going to want to work, you know, with that client again. Um so I, you know, I always look at, you know, things at the end of a job, think, okay, how do we get from A to B? And then, you know, I love to have a communication with, you know, the agency for us, or, you know, if we're de- dealing directly with the clients, okay, if we were to do this again, this is how we could do it much more efficiently or improve on what we've done. And, it all, and really, every single time it comes down to, okay, we can prepare more and we've just got to communicate. And, you know, the best jobs that I've done on it's always been you've you know you've either got a really really good producer that said okay we're going to communicate we're going to put everyone on there and we're going to hold people accountable if you know deadlines are missed or you know there's a miscommunication and you know you completely go down a path which is you know completely wrong for what the client's objective is so honestly Matt I I can't stress it enough it's just you know the communication and it's it's the communication but it's also that hierarchy and i think that's really important for people to understand is how important a hierarchy can be in the arrangement during post-production and that the hierarchy also allows you to know who you're supposed to be communicating with right and i think it's it's really helpful for prodcos going into a major post-session or even just if they're working with an agency through their own post-session internally just to realize that that hierarchy is so critical. Give us, can you give me an example of what a good hierarchy might look like? Um, well, it's, it's hard. It can give you lots of examples of bad ones. I mean, you know, it all comes down to, um, you know, on any, any part of the project, so the total time spent 
or could be the total time wasted versus, you know, what you've actually billed for or what the client's paying for at the end. Right. Um, and so usually the fewer people that are involved, um, the smoother the project comes. And, 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 you know, on some of the larger projects, um, I always remember, you know, actually in Austin, working on the movie, and the director is a, a quite a well-known director, was kind of uh, stressing, he said, well, the difference between a $25 million movie and a $40 million movie, especially if it's like a visual effects movie, can be quite apparent. But the difference between a $40 million movie and a $120 million movie is just that you've got a bunch of people that are just going to get in the way and add no worth at all to the end product. All they're going to do is say, well, do you think we can? that person should wear a different type of pants? Or, you know, what if we tried this? And they're just, it's, it's stuff that isn't important. People are there you know, whether it's on set or in a um, edit room, making decisions that don't really matter. They're just asking to do something for the sake of doing it. So if you can cut down the numbers, say, okay, I just want to, you know, have the people that matter because, you, and I'm sure that, you know, you remember some of the, the clients that you've had, is that you think you're dealing with the person that matters and you'll, you know, ask uh, for feedback and you'll address everything and, and, and give them what they want. And they're okay, now we have to run it by, so and so, and it's and they've got it completely wrong. And it's like, well, we've wasted all this time doing you know X Y Z, or whereas if we'd have just had that communication initially with the person that matters, we could have avoided you know these weeks of waste and, right. and whatnot. And it's fine if and, and, and from post houses uh, uh, situation, that's fine if people want to pay for that. And um, but if they don't, then it, it's it's a big problem. And um, right. And, and it, you know, one of the biggest thing is, un, you know, unbillable time. If somebody yep. says, hey, I'm going to be ready to do this on this day, and then they change their mind and you've, you've got, you know, either, you know, freelance staff you've employed or if you're in, in production, I guess, you've uh, rented equipment and hired people and then can't use them on that day. And you've got like a, you know, you've got a cutoff time when you can, you know, cut them off and say, hey, you know, the job's being pushed. But if it's like last minute, somebody's got to eat that cost. And yep. uh, that's one of the reasons we, we very, very, very rarely do, um, you know, jobs where they, people come up and say, Hey, how much is it going to cost? Can you do this for this amount of money? We'll say, well, for that amount of money, this is what we can do. We always turn it that way for yep. your money. This is what we can do. We never say yes to a blanket, everything. And, and we get clients say, Hey, you know, how much is it going to cost to finish uh, my, my video? And they say, well, how long is the video? Uh, I, we don't know how long it's going to be. I'm like, well, I can't give you even a close price, right, you know, right. any information. And so um, you don't need me telling you that. I'm sure you've what are, exactly what are some of the, what are some, you know, what's interesting, I think for our, you know, our listeners are prim primarily prod production company owners. And one of our challenges is working with agencies, right? Like that's just mm -hmm. a challenge. It's, it's an interesting, sometimes it's a matter of, well, who's really in creative control here. Um, sometimes it's a matter of hierarchy. What uh, situations have you seen where you're like, that was a great, uh, that's a great um, example of a production company working well with an agency. Again, I just feel like you have that unique uh 
seat at the table to be able to sort of be a removed party from the relationship. And obviously it's good when they're communicating well, and it's good when there's a hierarchy and it's good when they're organized and all, all those things are good. But, you know, the crunch time is in the room with you working through the ideas and, and which companies have you seen work well with the agencies and which companies have you seen get stuck with the agencies and why? Well, so, you know, some of, some of the uh, bigger agencies, I and mean, it really does, as I said, you know, earlier, come down to the, uh, a really good producer. And sometimes that producer may be a, you know, a fabulous uh, show person yeah. that even early on has kind of controlled uh, the narrative with the, the client and said, hey, this is this is this dream we've got. Or, you know, it's a collaboration. We're going to, you know, hit this and, you know, everything's going to look absolutely amazing and people are going to love it. and They're going to love your idea. And they kind of sell that yeah. whole service. And if then the client feels you know, uh, at ease with that agency. So, hey, this agency knows what they're doing. Um, they, they can relax a bit. But, but what, what I've seen is that, you know, the producer will uh, carry that on. And it could be the director that's, you know, doing this, uh, this kind of showmanship, shall we say, where, yeah. you know, they'll, sh- you know, have something, they'll shoot it and you'll have the, you know, the client actually in the, um, you know, where they're, they're previewing it on set. And the director's going, oh, that looks amazing. You know, it's going to look even better every step of the way. It looks fantastic. That was a really great idea that you had, you know, and they'll, yep. they'll kind of sell that. And then when they uh, come into the edit room, they're like, hey, look how amazing that looks. I'm so pleased with this. And then you, you just kind of see these, these guards come down. And if the client feels that they know that all the people in all these different jobs are really the professionals that they, you know, that they are, mm-hmm. they can kind of relax. And say, okay. Well, they've hired a really good DP. I'm, you know, they're choosing the right angles and the right lenses, you know, it looks amazing. I can just relax. Yep. You know, the director is getting the action, you know, they've uh, hired great talent and the director is, you know, making everything look great. My product looks fantastic, whatever it is I'm selling, or, you know, if it's a, a feature film, I'm getting the emotion that's in the script. You know, they're, they're pushing that all the way through. But then even when it comes to finishing, it's just this whole communication the whole way. Because on, on the reverse side of things, um, you know, watching, you know, the guys here when they, they're grading, I mean, they've done amazing work for amazing people. And the best stuff is where, you know, the client even will say, hey, you know, Jeff or Eric or whatever, and say, hey, you know, looking at this footage, this is this is the kind of emotion or the the point I'm trying to get across here in this scene and looking how it's been, you know, filmed in the art direction, what do you think it should be? And mm-hmm. you'll see the, the colorists just kind of open up and go, yeah, okay. And they'll do stuff and they've got, you know, years of experience at work with different people and they'll do something and it, it always looks fantastic. It looks a bit right. blown away. But then you get, sometimes you'll get uh, somebody that really doesn't respect the skills at any stage of, what they've hired and they try and you know take over or second guess people and just kind of you know they 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 upset them <laughs> they're the professionals in the end and you'll just see you know any step people just switch up so you know what this isn't a collaboration this is just them saying what they think they want to do or they right. viewed something another project that they're trying to copy and plagiarize and so you'll see people just all right, I'm just going to give you what you want to get you out of my face. Right. And, you know, the colorist is like, okay, yeah, right. You want it to look like, you know, Matrix. Yeah, we're going to make everything green and you just get out. And I'm never going to mention 
that I'd done this or show it on our reels <laughs> and I don't even want to credit for it. And I've been right. in situations where that's happened uh, so many times. And, and the same thing with the agencies. You can just tell that the client has switched off and they're not happy with the way the agency um, is handling things, but they've gone down. They know that they've gone so far down that like, you know what, we're just going to finish this, but we're never going to use this agency again. Right. You know, this relationship is done. And been right. in many times we that, and it's kind of awkward and you know the clients, yeah, that's good enough. Let's just move on. I don't want to be here any longer kind of thing. And you just have to kind of chew it up. And sometimes you can, you know, pull something out of the fire and say, hey, you know, we can make something good out of this. Don't worry. And then they might relax a bit and have something that they've used. But we've had clients come to us before um, after the agency's gone and they say, hey, we want you to change everything. Can you help us with that? We don't want to use really? the agency. And oh, it's a real wow. awkward situation. Yeah. And usually it's like, okay, how do we handle this? And so we're saying, well, I'm going to actually call the client and say, look, you know, we didn't, we didn't pursue them under anything. And, you know, we're not going to, you know, promote the fact that we work them separately. Yeah. But, you know, they wanted to redo everything before putting it on their own website. And uh, I hope you're okay about that. And it's, you know, it's, it's some people have been okay with it. Other people have been really upset and they don't yeah. want to see us or come with it again, right? Right. So yeah, wow. it's kind yeah. of an awkward thing. I'm, I'm sure it is. So, so what I'm hearing is obviously communication, uh, then having some kind of hierarchy, obviously being organized and then really being open to ideas and, and really true collaboration, um, Absolutely. You know, re really being willing to, um, engage and sort of not be so afraid of the idea that you, that you're not open to how it can grow and, and change. Right. Yeah. Ch chat, you know, champion all the time, champion your people and your staff and, uh, yeah. you know, tell them to, Hey, this, you know, oh, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. This is great. It's better than I expected. And then, you know, and celebrate those successes, you know, you're, you know, push them to say, Hey, you know, to the other kind, we just did this job and, you know, you know, so-and-so, you know, he, he shot the thing beautifully and, you know, and guess what? He came in under budget, you know, everything just worked as a cinch because we, we did this and did this right. or, you know, we got so much more than we could have expected. And I don't know, I, I can't remember if I ever spoke to you. One of the uh, clients we had um, a while back was, remember Blackberry? Yeah. Um, we did, we, so we started off Blackberry, uh, uh, an agency, a very small agency that handled Blackberry, uh, approached and said, hey, we've got this, um, started as a web video, a three minute web video. We went and shot this stuff with the, these uh, execs using this new uh, device you know, in all these different countries and, you know, we need it to look great and, you know, finish this thing. Can you tighten up the edit? So we, we did all that and it was so successful um, for BlackBerry. They said, Hey, can you cut this down into like just two 30 second spots? We want to air nationally. I'm like, sure. So, you know, uh, we had a guy come in, he cut it down, we graded it, and did, you know, some visual effects on it. And it was really successful. Next thing you know, that turned into 162 spots for just that one client. I mean, that was our big client for like 18 months. Yeah. I mean, it just exploded and it, you know, it made the, this agency and, you know, they went on and, you know, do a bunch of stuff at Apple and, and Google and, um, and whatnot. But um, that was just from this one initial idea. And it was a fairly um, small, uh, you know, group of people that were working on this stuff. Um, and they just kind of, you know, it was like, this is what we need to do. And this is how fast we need to do it. And, you know, one of the things about having a, you know, the, the old school sort of style post house is having 
kind of you know all the tools you might need under one roof right and right. but it's not not so much the tools the tools could be the the people or the the artists and stuff there so um but again it's like you know i think experience just really um helps and uh you know keeping those companies going is is important yeah and, uh, you know for agencies you know they, they they need to or you know even large or small you know one of the th- things i've noticed is the ones that have actually gone bust um and the ones that have tried to uh you know either not charge what they should you know give everything away i mean i always tell people say hey look you know charge you've always got to charge what you should i mean because you know if you start discounting stuff i mean in my experience it's always irreversible you can never get the price that you should get once you've discounted it once yeah. and if you give something away once they're never ever going to want to pay for that thing that you've given away ever on any stage of anything right so i've, I've always thought it's not you know it's not worth you know lowering your prices just to get a job um you know people always say hey you know then you know we get the if you can help us with this one, you'll get the next big job. And it's like, well, that very rarely happens in, in my experience. So, you know, we tend to say, well, you know, we can't do that, but we can give you, you know, help you out with certain things. And, and we, you know, as a post hat, always offer terms, you know, for that price, this is what you're going to get, or this is when we could finish it, or we, this is the deadline that we can, you know, actually keep to. We can't, you know, have you, you know, say, hey, you know, I've got this job and you want to hold a whole week for like right. three hours of work. We just can't afford to do that. Yep. And the, we've seen that the other places that have kind of given over to that don't last. And, okay. you know, it's, it's just kind of sad. Yep. I mean, so it's fine, you know, it's fine to say, hey, we can't help you this time, <laughs> you know. It's yep. all right to say no, you know, walk away. And even if you, my, my view is even if you started something and if it's going really, really bad and you know, early on that hey this isn't going to work out you know the sooner you can walk away probably the the better for everybody really um so how do you just changing gears here just a little bit uh uh, scope creep never comes in worse than it does during post and obviously you are subject to scope creep like crazy how do you how do you control it how do you keep it in line uh uh basically dollar amounts i mean yep. uh when people come in and say hey you know we need to make this change i mean we we always give people more than what they paid for i mean you, you want people to always yep. walk away yep. with a smile on their face so right? you start with being really generous to begin with yeah so but then when people come up and say hey we want to do this it's I, it's okay so you know what? yeah that we can do that change but that small change is a ten thousand dollar change right and you can exp- explain it that way or, you know, especially for, you know, whether it's televisional features where you have a release date or even commercial, if they bought, you know, ad time, it's like, well, it might not be possible to do all those changes in that time scale that they're asking for. Or if there is, it's like, hey, we need to get like another 10 people working on this this afternoon, which we can do, but it means you've got to make a decision right now to say you want to do this and you can't say oh i'll get back to you tomorrow about that so well if you yeah. get back to me tomorrow i need time to get these people ready and so usually especially if the person's if, if they're in the room with you or on the phone it's like all right i need to know right now usually people then will think okay is the scope uh change worth that you know this right. is something insignificant 
Um, or the other time is, is sometimes, you know, for post, if it's something small, it's, it's, I usually say, okay, well, the time wasted is going to be more time wasted and you guys get back to me about whether or not you want to do that change. I can do it both ways. And then you can decide with both masters, which one you're going to use. That's the cheapest way of doing it. And so right. sometimes it's, you know, as you said, if you, even if you're on set and somebody's asking about shooting one way or the other, time you've had all the meetings, the discussions, you might as well just shut it twice. Right. Exactly. And be done with it. And I think sometimes experience brings that. I think, you know, there are far too many, useless meetings you know how do you protect against you know you want to be a a helpful collaborator on one hand but on the other hand you know that the minute you start letting the creep the scope start creeping you're dead how how do you how do you balance that being a helpful collaborator i think this is where a lot of production companies especially in the early years okay this is where they get into a lot of trouble and they they want to be seen as that helpful collaborator the yes man all right. these or woman, uh, but how, how do you do that? How do you balance that line between being truly collaborative and helpful, but professional and stay getting paid? <laughs> and, and and you know what? It really is that as I got back to that, having the the kind of show person, you know, on production, whether it's a, a producer or a director, that can really, you know, sell an idea. And say, well, you know, this this is the vision that we have, and to, you know, this is what we need to do. And then, and then, of course, say, you know, we don't really need to do that. We've already got the magic in the can, and if we do this, this, and this, it's going to dilute the whole effect of everything. Right. Um, or, you know, sometimes it's let's just do it. No, that doesn't work. But I'm glad we tried it, kind of thing. I'm glad we tried what you suggested, but it doesn't work. But it was worth trying. And then move on as quick as possible, because um, I mean. There's, there's, you know, there's scope change. And of course, with uh, the, what, what it usually comes down to with us, uh, you know, in Seattle with a lot of the tech clients is often, you know, you're working with a product that's still evolving. Yes. And yes. so the product changes. It's okay, yep. well, this no longer does that or the screens look completely different. And so sometimes, you know, with experience when you're talking about this, um, you know, if you've got a plan already listed out, you know, the plan hopefully has a timetable. So, well, whatever, you know, this, this part of the whole process and getting everything finished, this last bit at the end takes this many hours. So if you push everything into that, then everything's going to push. And so if you can push your deadline and you have the budget, it isn't a problem, you know, especially if the people are available, but, and usually they are when you're paying in all honesty, but I mean, if they don't have budget and they don't have time, then it's a new point. It's like, you know, it's not possible without throwing lots of money at it and you don't have yep. the money. Yep. And people are usually pretty, what, pretty understanding. What about when they say those classic words? Well, I can't do it on this project, but if this project goes well, I'm going to get five more and I'm going to bring you guys in on it with me. What do you say to those guys? Oh, that's really hard. I mean, we, we get it a lot with the, uh, feature films and you, and you know what you, you always believe it the first time someone tells you and then all of a sudden they, they get the big uh directorial job next time and then they're doing it somewhere else you're like hey you know you promised me we did this we didn't it for nothing and you said we'd get the next big film but now you know you're producing in hollywood and they'll say well this might be my only chance to work in hollywood and the studio holds all the money and so they get to say where the money's spent because they want to spend it in their own owned you know so, camera so, house or whatever so, right. so I, you're saying you know, it doesn't they, work 
it doesn't work. So we'll say, well, you know, we can help you a, a little, you know, you, you say, well, we can help you by, you know, making sure it's done on time, you'll get all your right. deliverables and we'll, right. you, you make them the offer that you feel comfortable with. And you'll say, you know what, we'll give you the same offer for the next job as well. Okay. Um, because, you know, if you can say that, it's just not, yep. it's not worth it because um, unless, I, I guess if somebody gives you a contract and, hey, this is the, you know, is it like a, a series? I mean, we get it here, you know, it's the, is the pilot and then you know if the pilot gets bought you get to do the series of 10 episodes and you say okay well can you give me that in writing you know yeah. because if it doesn't happen or you go somewhere else we're going to bill you for that pilot that we did you know six months down the road yep well shane that is amazing and i'm just gonna we're just about out of time i wanted to say one thing to listeners out there that may have never gone to a post house and they may say to themselves i have all these great tools i've got da vinci i've got uh you know why would i ever go to a post house and I, shane i'm gonna let you answer that in one second but i'm gonna go ahead and answer it for you uh at least from my perspective and what i saw over the years and the truth is, folks, if if you want to see what you know, you've you've looked, you've watched television all your life, you watch movies all your life, and you see things that have that look, that look of professionalism, that look of just looking so tightly finished, and all of the the T's being uh, crossed and the I's being dotted, and just the coloring, and even just the timing. Uh, you know, some very, very, uh, very minute things that come together to give you that perfect professional pitch production. That's what you get when you go to a place like Light Press. And even if you don't think you can afford to do it on each and every project, which you probably can't, it is so worth it to do it on a few uh, a year so that you can learn from just watching folks like Shane and Eric work and what they can do with your footage, you will learn how to be a much better shooter. You will learn how to be a much better colorist yourself. Um, and you'll just generally have a much better sense of, of what that line is that's maybe kept your work from being at that super high level. Shane, what would you add to that? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, from a, a client's point of view, it's nothing wrong with saying, Hey, I've got this much money. What can you do? Because yep. then it cuts out all the dancing about asking for every variation of everything. Because sometimes it might just be, hey, for that, we can just take your finished lock spot and polish it. We can spend yep. an hour on it and it's going to look a hundred times better. Yes. And that's, that might be great. You know, I think that was all for... I could ever afford to do. And it did. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, and it worked out fantastically. Totally. And sometimes it's like, okay, well, I've, you know, it's, I've got this film, but I don't, you know, you've got six months to work on it. Right. Great. We'll we'll we can we can help you with this because we've got six months to work on it. But you know you can't expect the same level of service. Oh, I need it by you know the end of the week to submit to a film festival. So, right. and in terms of if if somebody's learning a craft, I mean, all the successful people I know have had really good mentors. You know they they learn why you do something. It's often you know just because it has a button that says you press the button it does this. Sometimes knowing why the button does that and technically why it's happening, <laughs> and technically why you can use it. Yeah, is it helps you so in. and it's you know you can always talk to anybody uh, anytime to give you um, the advice before you start. If you can plan stuff, it's going to save you loads and loads of money down the road because yeah. you know we've all heard that oh we'll fix it in post. Well, don't forget it's expensive. Yeah. So if you've got the money to fix it, that's fine. But don't you know if you can prevent that, then prevent it. Yep. 
Well, thank you, Shane, so oh, much. So much. This has been so fantastic. Uh, that Shane from lightpress.tv, uh, go check out their work. But more importantly, uh, take some work their way if you can, because you won't regret it. You will, you will have a fantastic experience. Your product will look great at the end of the day. And it is more achievable than you often think. Um, you know, it's, it, of course, they do tons of high end, super high end work, but you'd be amazed. And it can be that thing that takes your work up just the next level. So I really uh, encourage it. But Shane, I love it. Just talking about communication, about hierarchy and organization, charging what you're worth um, and, and being open tr to true collaboration with the folks you work with. Those are all incredible tips. Uh, thank you so much. Um, you're welcome. Really appreciate you coming by and I look forward to hanging out with you real soon, Shane. I look forward to it. So you take care, Max. Okay, you too. Thanks.